Indecision just means you are stymied. You are stuck. You are dying instead of growing. If you make a decision and it's not quote unquote the right decision, you have still grown. The Thinking Yourself into Exponential Results series on the podcast comes to you every Saturday morning and takes what we discuss in the Morning Mindset Club, compiles it into one easy to access recording and gives you some killer bonus content at the end that's not to be missed and only available here. So let's dive right in. Good morning and welcome to another great day with the Morning Mindset Club. I'm Amira Alvarez and let's get started with chapter 14 today, the sixth sense, the door to the temple of wisdom, the 13th step towards riches. Okay, first we have to talk about the word sense. This is not your sixth sense. It's often called that, but it's not a sense. You have five senses. This is sight, smell, taste, hearing, and touch. These are the senses that allow us to uh, take information from outside our body in this physical world and bring it inside into our interior space of our thinking to understand what is happening to us as we walk through this world, our experiences. And intuition, which is what Hill here is referring to as the sixth sense, is not doing that. It's doing something different fundamentally. And it's fabulous and amazing, but it, that is something for you to consider. So Hill says, understanding of the sixth sense comes only by meditation through mind development from within. Let's just pause there for a second. This is something that can be developed, okay? It's something that if you really study, apply, pay attention to, meditate on, you will gain a better understanding of how it works and you can develop it, but it comes from within. It isn't something that you learn from a book. I can, or from me even, I can give you guidance, but you are going to have to practice this yourself and develop it from within. What is he talking about here? Well, you have to start trusting your intuition and taking action on it, experiencing the consequence of that, the results, and then triangulating, oh, that was my intuition and that was spot on. That was not my intuition. That was fear speaking. That was the voices in my head. That was someone else's voice in my head, but not my intuition. And if you are able to do that time and time again, you will start learning what intuition feels like. And you will start trusting your intuition implicitly because it will never send you off course. It will only direct you in the right direction. So for today, ask yourself, do you trust yourself? Do you trust your intuition? And to what degree? Do you have 100% confidence in it? 10% confidence in it? Do you not really understand your what your intuition is? Is it a tool that you've experienced but not consciously called upon? Where do you stand with your intuition? 
Good morning. Welcome to another great day with the Morning Mindset Club. I'm Amira Alvarez and let's get started. Hill says, somewhere in the cell structure of the brain is located an organ which receives vibrations of thought ordinarily called hunches. So far, science has not discovered where this organ of the sixth sense is located, but this is not important. The fact remains that human beings do receive accurate knowledge through sources other than the physical senses. Such knowledge generally is received when the mind is under the influence of extraordinary stimulation. So this links back to the chapter on mind stimulants for which the emotion of sex is the highest stimulant and then there's love and there's a series of other ones that follow. Please go back to an earlier chapter on this and you can listen to the recordings on this. We went through it in a lot of detail already. So what you do need to know is that when you step up the vibration of your thought, when you are working with a, a, a higher vibration, if you will, you will sync up with hunches. You will receive hunches and these are not through your physical senses. This is something else that's going on. And he's very clear here that science has not yet identified what these are, but we all have had those hits, those divine downloads, those hunches, those, those knowings. And the question is whether you're going to hone that skill and start listening to it or ignore it. This is a skill that gives you extraordinary knowledge in a way that shortcuts, if you will, skips many steps. It skips the many conversations. It skips the, the book learning. It skips a ton of deep research, if you will, and it goes straight to source and you get the answers. Now you must trust them and act on them. Now Hill spends the majority of this chapter discussing how he honed his own sixth sense, his own intuition and hunches. And that was by using this concept of a cabinet. I've also heard people talk about having a board of directors. I've used this in my own life and business for solving problems. Hill talks about having a cabinet of people and talking to them in his imagination, having experiences with them in his imagination. And he did this every night and he discovered that they had information for him. Now he recognizes that this is his imagination at work, but as you know, Imagination is the workshop of the mind and it links you to the infinite intelligence that exists. So it is through our imagination that we get these ideas. So he activated his imagination through his imaginary cabinet. And he goes on for several pages about this. It's a very interesting concept to read about and I would encourage you to do that yourself. Go back and read those pages on it. I've also used this concept when I've had a challenge that I don't know how to handle in my own life or business, I will put that challenge in front of me in the middle of my imaginary room and I will go around the table asking my mentors, dead and alive, what 
they would do? What would their perspective be? And that is absolutely using my imagination. They are not here and now. Some of them have passed away. These are authors of books, people I admire. Some of them I've never met, but I, I've just interacted with their materials. And I gained some insight through thinking about how so-and-so would have handled this. And then I get my answer. I, I triangulate the information, I get my answer, and I move forward. It's a fascinating process, and you too can do this. So with that, think about a problem that you are faced with right now, and call together your imaginary council of elders, even if they might be younger than you, but your imaginary council of wise people, and ask each one of them what they would do to solve this problem. And you would be surprised what answers you get. If you keep doing that, you will hone your intuition and really make use of your creative imagination. Good morning and welcome to a great day with the Morning Mindset Club. I'm Amira Alvarez and let's get started. We are gonna finish out this very short chapter on the sixth sense with this. Hill says, the sixth sense is not something that one can take off and put on at will, like a jacket, right? It's not something that you can purchase and, and just fly. It's not a one and done kind of thing. It is something that builds over time. And it is something that you can channel and access and tune into, and you can be more tuned into it than less tuned into it, but it's something that is built and developed over time, and then you cannot lose it. You just have it. So I would highly suggest that you start honing your intuition, your sixth sense, those hunches, that access that everyone has to divine downloads, spirit source, the information from infinite intelligence. He goes on to say, ability to use this great power comes slowly through application of the other principles outlined in this book. So that's important. You have to do the work. You have to start applying these principles. It doesn't come in a vacuum. It doesn't come without having it be put to the test, if you will. You must be on the field of play with this. Seldom does the individual come into working knowledge of the sixth sense before the age of 40. More often, the knowledge is not available until one is well past 50, and this for the reason that the spiritual forces with which the sixth sense is so closely related do not mature and become usable except through years of meditation, self-examination, and serious thought. So this is not to say that no one has access to it before the age of 40. There are plenty of people who do, who have a gift for intuition earlier in their lives. But the majority of people, if they are to access this ever or at all, need to do it through the process of growing oneself. And you do that through the through meditation and self-examination, self-awareness, really thinking about yourself, giving your, yourself and, and life serious thought and not just being in reactive mode. So he's laid out a particular process that he used to access his hunches and his intuition, and that was through developing his own personal cabinet. 
And I encourage you to do that. It's a fascinating concept and I've had great success doing that myself. However, you can tune into infinite intelligence and all the information that's here right now through other processes as well. Getting quiet, listening to the silence, meditating. I will be fully transparent with you. I love meditation and I'm hit and miss with it. Lately, I've been meditating a lot, um, but there will be other times I'm sure in my life where I will not be, well, maybe that's not true. Maybe I'll meditate henceforth um, forevermore. That would be amazing. I would love that. But in the past, there've been times where people have asked me, do, you, do I meditate? And I will, I would have to say, honestly, no, in that phase of my life, I haven't been. But what I do do is I create a quiet time for me to get uh, connected to myself and spirit and source and the divine and really connect to all the energy that is in this universe. And people have different ways of doing that, whether it's through, through journaling or, or, prayer or listening to the silence or meditating. There are numerous ways and I encourage you to find the way that works for you because access to your sixth sense will save you so much heartache. It will give you so much guidance. It will help you shortcut so many of the challenges that you are faced with. And it becomes so much fun because you feel so connected and supported. So with that, what are you going to do today to really step into self-awareness and understanding of yourself and connecting to spirit, source, infinite intelligence, all the energy that is? A quick heads up. If you're loving this material, you can access the full success and wealth consciousness program we have to help you achieve your big financial goals and life dreams for free at theunstoppablewoman.com slash mindset club. You will have access to daily trainings and mindset practices to help you stay focused, clear, and in action. So go get it at theunstoppablewoman.com slash mindset club. Good morning and welcome to another great day with the Morning Mindset Club. I'm Amira Alvarez and let's get started. I'm excited that we are in chapter 15, the final chapter of Think and Grow Rich. Now this is a long, long chapter. It's a good chunk of the book, so it's going to take us a bit of time to get through it, but let's start today. This is a really juicy chapter. So this chapter is How to Outwit the Six Ghosts of Fear. And then as a subtitle to that, Hill gives a directive. Take inventory of yourself as you read this closing chapter and find out how many of the quote ghosts are standing in your way. So as you listen to me go through this chapter, that would be a great thing for you to, you know, articulate for yourself. Am I doing that? Does this happen for me? When does it happen for me? How often does it happen for me? Is, is this a large percentage of my life. It's, is this very small but significant? Be analytical about this. Be truthful with yourself. Don't put the rose-colored glasses on right now. You don't want to cut yourself down at the knees and you also want to take an honest assessment of where you're at with these things because without that, you will just let them go past you and you won't make any real change. And this is all about taking small little actions every day 
as you move forward. So please do that, especially in this chapter, because this is the stuff that's going to really stop you. And as you know, my brand is the unstoppable woman. You want to be unstoppable. You need to be unstoppable and you need to recognize where you stop in order to make the changes required to become unstoppable. You do not have to be perfect in advance by any means, but you do once you recognize and have the awareness of where you're stopping, where you're getting in your own way, you're, where you're self-sabotaging. You must, must, must figure out a solution to that, make the change and be unstoppable. Keep going, have that determination, have that persistence. It's so, so critical. So that is the beginning of chapter 15. I'm going to leave it at that before I jump in. We will jump into this chapter and take it step by step. For today, I want you to think about where you stop. That's the action. All of these things that we will go through in this, this chapter will illuminate that. But you know right now, today, boom, yep, that's where I get in my own way. And if you don't know that, Think about the results that you want that you are not getting right now. What is what is it that you are doing habitually that is stopping you from executing on those results? What's getting in your way? It's not outside of you. Don't blame the kids. Don't blame the, the partner, the husband, the sister, the brother, the mother, the father. It's not outside of you. It's not the pandemic. It's not anything outside of you. What are you doing and how can you take personal responsibility today? Good morning and welcome to another great day with the Morning Mindset Club. I'm Amira Alvarez and let's get started. We are in chapter 15, How to Outwit the Six Ghosts of Fear. Hill starts this chapter off by saying, before you can put any portion of this philosophy into successful use, your mind must be prepared to receive it. The preparation is not difficult. It begins with study, analysis, and understanding of the three enemies which you shall have to clear out. These are indecision, doubt, and fear. Now there are other enemies that get in your way, let me just tell you, but these are, these are solid categories that he is sharing with you. And he's saying it is not, the preparation is not difficult. You have to start with the study analysis and understanding of these enemies. So you need to understand what indecision does, what doubt does, what fear does, and then you need to clear them out. This is the law of sacrifice. You must let go of things of a lower nature to allow things of a higher nature to come in. That's the law of sacrifice. Now that requires choosing things of a higher nature as well, not and not just re-choosing your old patterns. That doesn't work. That's not really sacrificing the old to bring in something new. Okay, so these three enemies, indecision, doubt, and fear, what are they? Well, he's gonna go into them in a lot more detail and we'll, we'll, we'll take it step by step in this chapter. But as many of you know, I am constantly reiterating and repeating in my summits to my clients on this podcast, you must be a quick decider. Indecision stalls you out. Indecision is worse than making a decision and not having it go the way you want. At least you get the feedback from that decision. Indecision just means you are stymied, you are stuck. You are dying instead of growing. 
If you make a decision and it's not quote unquote the right decision, meaning it didn't give you the results that you wanted, you have still grown if you use the law of relativity to see it from the perspective of growth. Oh, look, I got information from that. I got feedback from that. I learned X, I learned Y, I learned Z. Fantastic. How am I going to integrate that? Well, I'm going to do this instead next time. I'll do this instead next time and I'll do this instead next time. Great. And what did that feel like when I was making that decision? Was there any kinesthetic knowledge that I had when I was making this decision that would, would help me triangulate it in, in the future? That, that Was there a little red flag that was going up? Did I know that this wasn't the right, right thing? If the answer is yes, pay attention to that. Our body gives us very clear direction, but you must risk making a decision. Otherwise, with indecision, you stay at the same level that you're at, which is stuck. It's, it's a horrible feeling. It's just a terrible, terrible feeling. And it doesn't move your business ahead. It doesn't move your life ahead. Okay, what about doubt? Doubt is when you start worrying about whether something is going to work. So doubt, worry, and fear, that's how I learned it. He doesn't mention worry here. But worry is just negative faith. And I think it's a, an extension of doubt. Doubt is saying, I want this, but maybe it's not going to happen. Doubting that it's going to come through. And that is negative faith. And it's, doubt is like the, I call it the gateway drug. If you grew up in the 70s in the United States, you would have uh, seen a public service announcement ad on TV that used to say that pot was the gateway drug. And, and it would show someone taking pot and then becoming a heroin addict and like their life was ruined and they, they were going to die in the gutter. And the concept is still true in, in so much that there, there are triggers that are the gateway to further negative cycles of thought and behavior. And doubt is one of them. Now, fear is even worse. Fear is doubt on steroids, okay? Fear is when you actually are in complete um, fight, flight, or freeze response to a circumstance in your life. And that's going to stop you as well. All three of these, indecision, doubt, and fear, in different ways stop you. So one thing you can do today is to look and just, you know, maybe you do this over the next three days. Today, look and say, where am I being indecisive? Is it on simple things like what to eat? Is it on where to go for dinner? Is it, um, should I keep working or should I take a break? Is it on big things? Should I hire this person? Should I not hire this person? Uh, should I go to this event? Should I not go to this event? Uh, should I buy this thing for my business or my life or should I not? Where are you in indecision? Where could you close the gap on time and make a faster decision for yourself? And just start tracking those. Those would be a that would be a great, powerful way forward. Then day two, you could look at doubt. Where am I doubting that something is gonna make manifest the way I desire it, the way I want it? Where are you doubting people? Where are you doubting yourself? Where are you doubting uh, spirit, source, God? Where are you doubting the world to show up and support you? What, what are you doubting? Where and what? Keep a list, a mental list. See how often you go into to small or large amount of doubt. It can be quite subtle. And then fear. Where are you in full on fight, flight, 
or freeze. So this happens a lot for people that I coach because I'm I'm asking them if they haven't if they're at a stage in their business where they need to learn how to do sales at a higher level than they've ever done it before because they're going for a quantum leap, they tend to go into some for, form of fear for all sorts of reasons. We can go into that in a lot of detail. I do a whole sales intensive that's really it's a two-day deep dive into this so that you can break free of, of what's stalling you out. And we have one coming up. So if you're interested in that, just reach out, send an email to us. Um, you can find that on our website or you can book a consult. Um, but in any case, the, the fear comes up and it looks like freezing. Like, I'm not going to do that. I'm just not going to pull the trigger. I'm not going to make the calls. I'm going to distract myself. Okay. Um, it, it looks like utter terror. It feels like utter terror and it looks like uh, distraction and resistance to taking action. And yet sales is what moves money in a business. And if you're not willing to do high integrity sales, but sales nonetheless, you are going to not make the kind of income and revenue that you desire, period, full stop. It, it's just not true like you put the sign out and, and they will come. It doesn't happen that way, guys. Yes, there's a certain amount of um, uh, amazing miracles that happen once you get energized around your, your business. And still you have to learn how to do sales at every level. It doesn't stop. You have to master this and keep mastering this and keep, keep committing to the practice. Cause it's when, when you fully get it, it is one of the biggest joys in life. It is such a service that you are providing and it feels so good. And don't you want to get that to that place around money? Yes. So that's just one example of where fear shows up in someone's business. But there are a lot of other places reaching out to connect with people, um, asking to to do something uh, in partnership with someone who's further ahead than you. Lots of different ways. Um, hiring, going for more, um, you know, being more visible, all sorts of things. So where are you in fear today? Good morning and welcome to another great day with the Morning Mindset Club. I'm Amira Alvarez and let's get started. So riffing a little further on the topic from yesterday's recording episode, Hill says, indecision is the seedling of fear. Remember this as you read. Indecision crystallizes into doubt and the two blend and become fear. The blending process often is slow. This is one reason why these three enemies are so dangerous. They germinate and grow without their presence being observed because it's subtle, you guys. So indecision crystallizes into doubt. You have had this experience. When you don't go with your gut, when you don't make a quick decision, when you, when you wobble, when you go into analysis paralysis, what happens? You start doubting. You start wondering, is it going to work? Is it not going to work? Is this better? Is that better? And, and all your foundational confidence, stability, um, real, real sort of groundedness in the direction you're going is slowly undermined by what you think is a pro con list, what you think is a good analysis. But really 
what it's doing, and this is happening because your subconscious wants to keep you from changing, is, you know, putting you into doubt. And then when you have doubt, what happens next? Maybe it's not going to work. Maybe it's not going to play out. Maybe I won't make my, my income number. Maybe I won't make payroll. Maybe, maybe that person isn't such a good employee. Maybe I hired wrong. And then it builds and it festers and it cycles and becomes stronger and stronger until it's a full-blown case of fear. You've all experienced this. Find an example for today's assignment. Find an example where you did not make a decision quickly. Follow your gut. Just go forward. Just like, I know this is the right thing. I can't tell you why, but I'm trusting myself and the information that I'm receiving from spirit. I am trusting that. Find an example for yourself of when you didn't do that, when the doubt started to build and it went into full-blown fear. Most people have this around money stuff. So think about that today and see if you can come up with an example and start tracking this in your own life. Good morning and welcome to another great day with the Morning Mindset Club. I'm Amira Alvarez and let's get started. So we are in chapter 15 on how to outwit the six ghosts of fear. And Hill says that the purpose of this chapter is to turn the spotlight of attention upon the cause and the cure of the six basic fears. Before we can master an enemy, we must know its name, its habits, and its place of abode. So he's saying here, in order for us to really outwit the six ghosts of fear, we must truly know them. And we must not just know them intellectually. In book learning, we must know them in ourselves. We must truly recognize when this is happening for us. This is a, a level of honesty and transparency that you must have with yourself if you are going to grow and become more and get to the next level. If you don't, you will stay working at the level that you're working at, growing incrementally, but fundamentally playing out the same patterns that you don't necessarily love in your business. Overwhelm, overwork, being scattered, being distracted, lack of focus, always feeling behind, never having enough money. There are people who make lots and lots and lots of money in their business, high revenue generators, who don't have enough money because of their patterns, their subconscious programming. So in order for us to really move through what stops us, we must really get clear about what it is. So Hill goes on to say, there are six basic fears with some combination of which every human suffers at one time or another. Most people are fortunate if they do not suffer from the entire six. They are named in order of their most common appearance. The six are the fear of poverty, the fear of criticism, the fear of ill health. Those are the top three that he says are at the bottom of most of one's worries. So that's poverty, criticism, and ill health. Next up is the fear of loss of love of someone, the fear of old age, and the fear of death. All other fears are of minor importance. They can be grouped under these six headings. So think about that for today. Let's stop there. Do you have a fear of poverty, of money running out, of being poor, 
of, of not having enough. That's money fears, okay? On the negative side, most people don't fear having too much money. They might fear what too much money, what impact that would have on their kids in terms of not creating um, people who don't value money or, or know the value of it or, or somehow take it for granted and don't create uh, their own work ethic and do something amazing in this world because they haven't learned uh, the power of work ethic and working for something that you really care about. And oftentimes we learn that in relationship to money, though you can learn it separately. I think that's what a lot of people fear. Uh, there's the fear of criticism, you know, fear of rejection, fear of someone um, making fun of you, fear of public uh, shame or exposure. All of that is in the fear of criticism. Um, th that's a big one for people. The fear of ill health, that's pretty straightforward. We want to be in vibrant health. We don't want to be in pain or diminished in any way, physically, and I would say emotionally as well there. The fear of loss of love of someone, that's a big one for, for many people. That's one of the core, um, core wounds that people have. I'm unlovable or, um, uh, yeah, that I'm, I'm, I'm unlovable. And that what happens there is that you're gonna, you somehow, if you don't show up well in this world, the love is gonna go away. You're gonna be abandoned. Okay, so fear of loss of love of someone is a big one for people. Of course, that comes up subconsciously, but then through your actions and, and what you are willing or not willing to do with your life because you, you make yourself small if you think that doing more or being more or uh, saying something particular or being vulnerable in a particular way is going to offend someone. That's a fear of criticism. They work together here. Um, and someone might reject you and pull away the love. Okay, then there's the fear of old age. That's pretty straightforward. And the fear of death. That is also pretty straightforward. So think about that. Where are you at with these six basic fears? Poverty, criticism, ill health, loss of love of someone, old age, and death. For the bonus content of this episode, I want to go back to that concept of finding that quiet space, listening to the silence, getting quiet in order to tap into infinite intelligence and your intuition. So for me, I've done that in a number of different ways. I have just spent time in silence. I take walks in nature. I give myself quiet time in the morning to just be with myself. And yet throughout all of that time, I've gotten hits again and again to meditate. It's one of those things that so many uber successful people talk about being a key to their uh, ability to, to focus, to tap in, to really stay calm and connected under pressure. And I have been attracted to it and I have done it at different times in my life. And yet I haven't done it consistently up until very recently. And part of the reason I haven't done it consistently, I believe, is that not only do I have a very active mind like most humans, but especially the achiever types, our minds are going all the time. And 
you know, I, I have meditated at different times in my life and had quite ecstatic experiences where I have become one with the universe. And you would think that that would be seductive enough to aid me in consistency and finding a rhythm with meditation, but it didn't. And I think it's because it wasn't connected to achievement for me. Now, you might judge this, but the truth is I am an achiever. That's how I self-identify. That is my self-image. That is what my subconscious wants to create again and again for me. So when I found a method of connecting meditation with achieving breakthroughs in my life, I was able to convince my subconscious mind that this was useful because it aligned with my self-image. So that methodology that I'm referring to is called the Silva method, S-I-L-V-A. And it was popular in the 60s and 70s, maybe a little bit more into the 80s. And it was developed by someone named Jose Silva. And he gives a very uh, concrete, direct form of meditation that's connected to moving through the blocks that you have to breaking through, to doing the things that are challenging for you. And I have used it successfully many, many times now, and I do it every morning, and it's um, quite fabulous for me. I will say, just a little side note here, caveat, find something that works for you. What works for me may not work for you, but if you're intrigued by this, go check it out and see if it works for you. But every everybody has to find their way, their particular type of meditation or coming to to self that works for them. So there is not a one size fits all by no means. Um, but I've used this methodology to release headaches. I've used this methodology to break through mindsets, to change my attitude for the day, to uh, achieve the big needle moving actions that I'm resisting. So many things I've used it for and it's, and it's really worked for me. So I, I encourage you especially if you have one of those ADD minds that's always going, that this is a way to give your mind some focus and uh, be constructive while still getting into that alpha state. So that's what I have for you today. Please, if this intrigues you, go check it out. And I wish you best of luck with meditation or whatever practice you use to come to centering and quiet and and tap into your your intuition and divine downloads. Okay, with that, rock it out, be unstoppable, and I'll see you in the next episode. Thank you so much for joining us and for being part of the Unstoppable Woman movement. This special series is a part of our Morning Mindset Club and comes to you here on the podcast every Saturday morning. If you'd like to join the Morning Mindset Club at no charge, you won't have to wait a whole week and can listen to this series in short daily snippets every morning. Plus, you'll get a quick implementation practice and mastery check-in to go along with it. You can find the Morning Mindset Club info in the show notes below or just head over to theunstoppablewoman.com slash mindset club. 
And as always, please share this podcast with two or three women who are ready for exponential growth and exponential wealth. And if you're game, we always appreciate a review on iTunes. That really helps us reach and elevate more women. Thanks so much and be unstoppable.